This Connect podcast series is brought to you by Talent Talks and Life Online. Welcome. I'm Karen Cole, Editor-in-Chief of Talent Talks and Life Online. Tomorrow's Leaders with Natalie Holmes. If you are looking for an interesting and thought-provoking podcast series, look no further. Natalie Holmes is the Director of Consciousness Connections. She has worked in counselling, education and training for the bulk of her career. Her areas of expertise are all around young people, from parenting coaching to youth to adolescent coaching to continual coaching for a person's life and career, including choice of subjects, career studies, and training guidance. Her passion is really around helping prepare the youth for the unpredictable future they face. Her flagship program is currently called Future Leaders Development Program, and young people around the world are finding great self-awareness and discovering where they will make their biggest impacts going forward. So during this podcast, together Natalie and I will be exploring some key leadership skills and discussing various strategies for their development. Part one of the series, which is where we are today, is really titled Self-Awareness, and it focuses on developing the core skills of self-awareness and understanding those a little more clearly. Part two of the series explores collaboration as we focus on the key skills needed to work effectively within teams. In part three, Natalie turns her attention to the competencies needed to transition from managing self into managing others within a leadership position. Part four, we start framing the conversations that need to happen today to start planning well for the future ahead. Part five is more hands-on as we start examining the skills needed to achieve our visions through deliberate practices like goal setting. And rounding out the series in part six, we discuss how best to marry our goals with organizational objectives and how to achieve our visions through career development. So that was quite a mouthful from my side, Natalie, but I'm so excited <laughs> about this series and welcome. Thank you, Karen. Yeah. Fantastic. Tell us just a little bit as an introduction, just a, a quick uh, sense of your Future Leaders Development Program. I think it's something that's so necessary for today. What has the response been like and you know, what can people typically expect from that? I think the response has been fantastic. I recently did all the stats. We did a pre and post program survey on a program that I've recently run and it was phenomenal. I, I was surprised by how much growth there was and how enthusiastic these kids were. Um, I, this particular program was run with 15 to 17 year olds. And yeah, I mean, I had comments like, you know, this is this has helped me so much. I now know why I do the things I do and where I can, you know, add value. It's just been, I mean, for me, it's my passion. So of course it's exciting but for them it it made a difference you know I feel like we've helped them shift and and feel a bit more settled about their future. That's fantastic a big part of your course is is obviously looking at self-awareness and I think that's so important yeah. not only for for young people to discover yeah. but a lot of us after the pandemic <laughs> realized yeah. we don't have the same level or the level of self-awareness we thought we did but firstly this sort of understanding you know what is this broad term of self-awareness what does it um you know what does it mean to be self-aware what does that look like and you know what are we talking about when we say we need to develop our self-awareness 
For me, self-awareness involves being aware of all the different aspects of your actual self. So that means your personality traits, your behaviors, your feelings. And I think when you're self-aware, you, you know yourself. You know how you're going to respond to certain things, what your strengths are, what your limitations are, and essentially what makes you uniquely you. So yeah, for me, if I had to define it, that would be a loose definition. So how does one, you know, it, where do you start? How do you how do you develop this understanding about ourselves and why is it so important? What impact does it have? It's not something we're born with. Babies have a rudimentary level of self-awareness, um, but in fact, when they're first born, they don't even see themselves as a separate entity to their parents. For almost a year to 18 months, the first year of their lives, you know, then the sense of self develops. And I think it's a lifelong process. I mean, I, I do know, like you say, some adults who are still not very self-aware, but it's, it's really an important thing to develop, Karen. I believe if we don't know ourselves, how can we know what we stand for, what's important to us, you know, what we want in life, what we have to offer the world? The only way to know these things is to have a proper understanding of who we are and have that high level of self-awareness. Absolutely. And I suppose the tools that you're you're teaching through the program are actually something that you would carry through life because obviously with, you know, new experiences or, I mean, just just the crisis we have collectively been through after the pandemic, you know, yeah. we, we kind of need to pull out that toolbox and start looking around how we responded, how we reacting, how we readjusting to this world we've emerged into. Yeah. And I think as we get older, you know, the lower our self-awareness is, the bigger the issues around this. If we don't know what we stand for, we can become lost. You know, self-awareness is key in how we relate to other people and to the world. So if we're talking in the context of future preparedness, then self-awareness is important for knowing your strengths and your weaknesses. If you're not self-aware, you generally don't have a deep awareness of your surroundings, of, of how your actions affect others, why you feel the way you do about certain people. And if you aren't self-aware, you don't know what your triggers are and often you don't know how others see you. So being self-aware has a significant influence over our personal and professional lives. In our personal lives, it helps us know who we want to be around, what our value systems are, what how we you know how we want to live, and it just helps improve our lives in general. And if we don't know who the, who we are, how can we make informed choices and decisions about the jobs we want to pursue, how to grow our career, what path to follow, how to be successful, how to stay motivated in our lives? Like it, it's critical. Absolutely. And from what you're saying, I mean, having a strong sense of self or knowing oneself is so critical in that process of building relationships. So it becomes almost that cornerstone to, to building strong interpersonal relationships, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's just, I mean, critical. The only word I can think of is critical because. It's so key to everything we want or we do. And unfortunately, it's not something that's just simple. You know, finding out who you really are, what you stand for is, is a process. It is a process and, a, and one that requires a lot of deep thinking and, and reflecting mm. on certain situations that, that you encounter in life. Because as you were just saying, you know, you, you need to understand where your triggers are because that also yeah. feeds into where your boundaries are. And I think without a good sense of what is going to trigger you and where you're needing to draw those boundaries, you know, we often then sabotage our relationships yeah. or we become hypercritical or, you know, we, we become quite resentful in a sense yeah. as well. Yeah. Yep. And it's the key to happiness, I guess, you know, when you can live authentically and understand who you are, you can you can be yourself in any space. Absolutely. So speaking around the sense of self, and we know, you know, particularly with this program, you're looking at teenagers. And, <laughs> you know, from what we know from brain studies, teenagers are obviously, and we all are, but teenagers most especially, 
are so you know highly sensitive to to dopamine and those mm. reward systems and we know you know the key social media platforms that we have not that facebook is one that they're using yeah. but for instance your your instagram and uh, your your tiktoks etc and all these like buttons and voting buttons etc which are in effect delivering these dopamine hits how mm. is this online world that our children are being raised in affecting their sense of self. How much time do we have? <laughs> you know, this could, there could be a whole series on this. Um, but to try answer briefly, I, I think it's it's almost like a circular reference. You know, we have we need a lot of self awareness to be able to manage our online lives and our social media presence and and all that comes with that. But we're also shaped by our online lives. You know, as you put it, so. To be able to manage it, we need to know ourselves well enough to not get stuck in that comparison trap. And there's a phenomenon known as smiling depression, you know, where people appear happy because they post, you only post the happy stuff, but they aren't really. And and basically our online lives are an easy out to our reality. You know, no one posts the down and dirty or the ugly stuff. We we take or we retake pictures so we look good. We, we you know, we use filters, we change positions so you can't see the messy kitchen behind us, you know, and kids are doing the same. So the amount of effort some of us spend creating this happy picture is is mind-blowing. But but if we're self-aware, either we won't do it or we're content to paint the real picture because we understand who we are and we're comfortable in our own skins. And I think for the youth, this is part of you know, their, their stage of development, but it's also part of the world they're growing up in. It's difficult to not fall into that comparison track where we feel less than because of these picture-perfect lives that everybody is painting. And, and online information is a news feed, but we need to have enough self-awareness to know exactly what it is we're feeding our minds, you know, not just what I've mentioned above, but also our, our own lives and what's in our own particular feeds, you know, the people we follow, the pages we like, the news we read, the ads that pop up, all of those things are popping into our brain. They're messages that get our attention. And we need to be sure about who we are, what we have, what we believe, what our values are, to be able to keep grounded in the face of everything we see and experience online and and it's not all negative because we can also shift and learn from online experiences but to be able to assess what is good for our mind and ourselves requires a, a level of self-awareness that i hope children are developing absolutely and it kind of goes hand in hand i know you've written uh, substantially on on critical thinking because that seems to you know this kind yeah. of goes hand in hand especially this world that we're in where we're just information is so accessible but also access to quality information, I suppose, yeah. is the problem, that ability to discern that. And it really links with your ability to to critically think around what you are seeing, what you are exposing yeah. yourself to. Yeah, and I think it's dangerous for, for adolescents who are in the stage of self-growth and becoming and understanding who they are. You know, they've, we've got to filter what they're exposed to because it does have an influence over who they become. Absolutely. and And for those parents that perhaps aren't, filtering and I'm not saying giving children unrestricted access but also just seeing it you know this this world out there they have to be exposed to it but they also you know have those conversations with them around yeah. how to how to interpret those things how to see it a little bit more critically I think those conversations are key more so perhaps than than shielding Absolutely. You know, um, sometimes my kids will come to me and go mom did you see this and I'll go okay right what's the source like do you really believe that like, let's just mm. dig a little deeper, you know, and what do you think about it? Like, why would someone post that? Like, mm. let's let's chat. Let's talk about it. And it's 
It's so important um, because you're right, you know, you can try and restrict as much as possible, but you can't. Like the, the, the reality is, you know, children are sharing stuff from other kids and um, adolescents are seeing things that their friends share with them. So even though your restrictions might be high, it's just the nature of the beast, unfortunately. <laughs> be open about it, communicate. Be open about it, absolutely. And just find those kind of teaching moments, which is sometimes, yeah. obviously, you know, harder done than said, just because, you know, parents are also just, grappling with their own their own issues and their own time limitations etc so it does become really difficult but you know to try and have those pointed conversations is really key and especially in today's day and age where just the rate of exposure is just so fast yeah so tell me is there a correlation between our level of self-awareness and the way we handle stress because we've seen you know a really sudden increase in the rates of depression amongst youngsters and obviously the rate of suicide is is a growing concern globally you know are we seeing with this this online presence and this almost false reality kids are engaging with and perhaps a not so strongly developed sense of self is there a correlation between this the way they're handling stress or the way they're you know coping with the world around them yeah, I think so. I really do. I think there's a correlation between our level of self-awareness and everything in our lives. If we have a high level of self-awareness, we're usually quite conscious of how circumstances affect us. And as such, we feel we have more control over situations. So, you know, if you don't, then the opposite is true. So for, for me, I know personally, if I don't get enough sleep, my coping mechanisms just aren't as strong. So if something happens that I find stressful and I don't feel like I'm handling it as well, you know, I take a moment to check in with myself, you know, like, Natalie, what's your problem today? This isn't something that would usually get you, you know. And if you can just take a moment to think, and if I have the presence of mind to realize I only got five hours of sleep last night, not seven, then I know why I'm not coping as well as usual. And and just knowing that helps me manage the situation better. So absolutely, there's a correlation. In fact, the other evening, I caught my son doing something he's not allowed to, and I, I was already shattered and feeling fragile. I I knew my impulse was to just yell at him and, you know, go straight to the business of punishing. But I was also very aware of how exhausted I was and how stressed my whole week had been. So I deliberately chose to not let my entire day's stress be the launch pad for dealing with this particular stressor. You know, and I, and I was actually quite remarkably calm and I definitely handled it in a much more adult way than I thought I would, given how horrible my week had been. I'm not saying I do that all the time, unfortunately, but I think just having, knowing I'm, I'm totally shattered today. I can't actually cope. Like, don't take it out on him. Um, yes, he did something wrong and we did have to handle it. But I think just knowing yourself, your triggers, your limits, your capacity definitely affects how you handle stress. And for the youth, you know, they're still figuring this out. They don't know themselves yet. They're figuring out who they are, what they believe. And so maybe, you know, maybe that is also related to the whole increase in depression. And yeah, I don't think COVID helped because you took away their whole support system, which was their buddies. But yeah, I think self-awareness is absolutely correlated to um, how we handle stress. Absolutely. And you touch on such an important point and something parents often shy away from. You know, we all have those days. Your stressful week becomes yeah. your launching pad. And yeah. I think in those moments, you know, it's it's okay to to afterwards realize that we're also human and we make mistakes and to apologize as a parent for yeah. you know coming across that way and explaining to them uh, you know, the the bottleneck that kind of led up to that that pressure release, mm. because it's important for them to see how we cope with these things. We're not yeah. perfect either. And what and are you modeling? We can't be real. 
Absolutely. What are we modeling? You know, can they can they practice the same kind of reflection on their behavior and have that room and freedom to acknowledge their own, you know, poor choices in that yeah. moment? I think it I, becomes critical. Yeah, I used to um, when my kids were little, you know, I would if I knew I was about to like lose it and not manage it how I'd like to manage it and, you know, be filled with regret five minutes later, I would literally say to them, dragon mom is coming. Like I could, as you said, like they were small enough that I could say I can feel my tail is growing, my scales are starting to pop out. Like you just need to move away from me and let me calm down so I can come back and handle this. And and the key is to come back and handle it, but knowing that you're actually going to handle it and not just be reactive, you know. So yeah, absolutely. And and what a great lesson to teach your kids. You know, if you can't manage something because you're going to throw a hissy fit, go away, mm. calm down, come back, be rational. And critical in that was come back and actually sort it out you don't just let it go so yeah absolutely we're all completely human unfortunately <laughs> or fortunately maybe so those are some good tips and techniques that you've shared what are some of the other tools that you employ in your program uh, that help people to develop this level of self-awareness so I'm very fortunate in that I'm a partner with a company called the GC Index um, and we run an assessment which is called the Young People Index um, and it's a series of 59 questions that assesses your natural inclinations and proclivities and this generates a full report which tells us what energizes you, you know, what is your profile for making an impact and once we have that our program looks in depth at what your individual profile is and what that means in the different areas of functioning. So for example, what is your natural leadership style? Where do you best fit in a team based on your natural inclinations? We also look at your strengths and what we call blind spots, which are basically your behaviors to manage. So this whole process is very insightful and it's a journey into a deeper understanding of yourself, which is this process of self-discovery and beginning to master self-awareness. And for us, our ultimate goal is to empower them to become successful in their careers and businesses because they are more self-aware. That's the biggest tool we use. And then you discuss all the different areas of functioning. So, yeah, it's it's enlightening. I had one girl come at the one evening and she said to me, and oh, no, Natalie, I just wanted to tell you that, you know, I don't speak up much in class, but she said, I can't believe how much more I understand myself. Just when you say, you know, this might be the way you handle that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that is how I handle that. And now I know why. So yeah, it's, it's just, that for me is the light bulb moment. It's just so exciting when they suddenly go, oh, you know, that's why I do what I do. Or that's why I'm good at what I'm good at. Or that's why I suck at what I suck at. You know, it's, it's all about going in deeper, understanding yeah. yourself. That is awesome. Thank you, Natalie. I have thoroughly enjoyed our conversation today. And I'm so looking forward to our next discussion in which we're going to start looking at developing the skills needed to become a team player. So just for our listeners out there, Natalie runs Future Leaders Development Program, which is geared to prepare the youth for a future they can't predict. Part of the connections is that they believe that the only way to ensure that children have any future career or job security is for them to know where they can make the biggest impact, what energizes them, and what their strengths are. Their program includes a personal assessment to increase an individual's self-awareness, a focus on collaboration, and knowing how to work in a team and what people they would need as part of their teams. They cover leadership and their unique leadership style based on their unique profile. They look at future employability, organizational values, and future planning. They then help them develop a three-year personal development plan to set them off on their path. Their program also then includes membership to their Lifetime Growth Club, which includes coaching for the rest of their lives, studies, and careers. 
from entry level all the way through to C-suite level. For more information, you can contact Natalie directly at info at consciousconnections.co.za. Thank you, Natalie. Thanks for having me.